Welcome back to Feasting on Design. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. I know it's been a while since we've been on air, but I've had a really good reason. After almost eight years as creative director for an engineering firm here in Mobile, Alabama, I decided to step down to work with my wife, Tina, on building our own design business called Ildis. We're looking to work with more restaurants and food and beverage clients uh, to help with their branding, design, and creative strategy. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the name and what we do, head over to ildisdesign.com. That's I-L-D-I-S design.com. And uh, since we're back on the air, today on Feasting on Design, I'm talking with Matt Dawson, founder of Crop, a conference for designers and creatives. We chat about how he's adjusting to the creative community in Austin after moving from Atlanta earlier this year, building Crop and how they are quite literally weathering the storm after a hurricane destroyed their plans for the Crop Cruise to celebrate their fifth anniversary how they were able to rework the event to be held in Austin during April of 2020, uh, making up work to keep learning and uh, to get work along the way. The downside of chasing likes on social media, plus a whole lot more. If you want to find out more about Crop uh, and their fifth anniversary, head over to CropCons.com. You can preview the speaker lineup, learn about the workshops, and let's not forget to get your tickets. So go visit CropCons.com today, and hopefully uh, we'll see you in Austin in April. If you like the podcast and want to help support us, head over to Patreon.com slash Design. Every dollar helps us cover hosting costs, upgrading equipment, and keeping the podcast going. When you become a Feasting on Design patron, you'll get access to exciting Feasting on Design news before anyone else, plus stickers and t-shirts. So please, help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash feastingondesign. Matt, thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's good to good to chat with you this morning. Yeah, so it's it's been a while since we talked. Um, let let's uh, let's dive back right in and um, start with last time we talked. Really, you were kind of in Atlanta, and now you're in Austin. What what precipitated the move? Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think we. You know, first and foremost, I, I, I love Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really do. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of scenario where it's like, Oh, I can't stand it here anymore. Let's move. It, it definitely <laughs> wasn't that at all. If anything, it was kind of bittersweet. Um, because we, we did like it there so much. Um, we just had an opportunity, um, come up, you know, with, um, with both of our respective lives and, uh, you know, like me and my wife both work for ourselves now. Sure. Um, so the, the beauty of that is that it can be done anywhere. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of had, we kind of had some decisions to make the housing market in Atlanta was really awesome for, um, sellers. What is that? A seller's market? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't, there's a reason we went into design and not real estate. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, like we, we kind of, we, 
you know, we, we looked at, we looked at, you know, like what it would be like if we, if we sold our house, cause we were kind of toying with the idea of a new adventure. Um, and our, our house had appraised, you know, we were like, yeah, man, maybe, maybe this could help us out a little bit financially too. And, you know, like start, start a new adventure somewhere else. And so I like got a, a lot of things clicked, um, at, at the same time. And Austin had always been one of those places um, you know, I, I've been coming here since I was like 19 years old. So, okay. you know, I've been coming here for almost 20 years and, and I've always loved it. Uh, it's, it's a really exciting town. Um, mm-hmm. really, really creative, uh, really creative city. Um, and it was, it was on our list before we moved to Atlanta. Okay. So that, that, that's kind of why we revisited it. Um, and we were like, mm, you know, what? let's let's go to Austin. So we uh, we came here uh, late last year and kind of scouted around and and you know really spent some time and figured out like, okay, like yeah, we we could do this. I think we came at a time when it wasn't 108 degrees, <laughs> so we kind of <laughs> sure kind of like, oh, this is really nice, you know. Like we came in like you know kind of late fall, um, but yeah, you know. Uh, man, I think six months after that trip, we were here, you know, like everything, everything just happened really fast. And, um, and we made it here and just survived our first summer. And, uh, <laughs> so summer yeah. there is worse than in Atlanta. Cause Atlanta's got a br- pretty brutal summer. It does have a brutal summer. I was, I was just there a, a couple of weeks ago, um, went to a Braves game and, and hung out for the weekend. And, uh, it was, it was, it was rough because it was, it was the high temperatures, but it was also the humidity. Sure. And it's funny, like, you know, people, people come here that aren't used to humidity and you know, they're, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so humid here. And I'm like, yeah, like not really to us coming from like the dirty, dirty South, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Louisiana and then Georgia. Um, so like that, the, the humidity in those States is, is intense here. It's just like a dry heat. It's very much like, you know, like when you open an oven before you're about to put a pizza in, it's just like dry and just like hits you, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't stick to you, Okay, you know? Um, yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. So, so you've been there for a little over a year now, right? Right. No, no, uh, not, not even a year. Not even Um, a year. Right. We're coming up on like eight months. Oh, Okay. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it feels it feels longer. <laughs> That's called life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. yeah. So you know, in the time that you've been there, you know, obviously, um, you're you're making personal connections and and growing things. Have you been able to make some business connections there as well? Um, I haven't really, you know, I haven't really made any business connections in the sense of like clients or anything, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's such a, that's kind of such a bear here for me. Um, because there are so many just like ridiculously talented designers here, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I haven't dipped my toe into that, into that pool yet. But, you know, I have, um, you know, I, in Atlanta, I did, you know, all the AIGA stuff I could and here, you know, I'm, 
uh, trying to be as active of a member as I can and just kind of, you know, in, insert myself into the creative scene here because like, luckily I do know a lot of people. I, sure. I know a lot of folks here that are in that are, you know, in and around, uh, the, the design world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll see people and they're like, Oh, like, what are you doing here? Like, oh, I live here. I'm like what? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Did I not um, tell you? Sorry. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm just trying to kind of get, you know, get comfortable and, mm-hmm. you know, put, put myself out there from a, from a, uh, event perspective, you know, because, sure. If any, if any connections I've made, it's been, you know, partially, you know, for crop mm-hmm. and, you know, um, yeah. Cause last year you did the pop crop up there and right. Yeah. Yeah. Two, 2017, we did it here and then, uh, 2018 we did it in Portland, but mm-hmm. you know, some things have shifted and we're going to be putting on another one here. So it, every, everything just kind of like lined up to where it's pretty good timing. Gotcha. So, so, you know, I mean, I think Austin's one of those, I've never been there, but it's one of those interesting places because it, it's got such a creative community and in, in different realms of creativity. Cause you've got a, you know, you've got a pretty big music scene there. You've got, um, there, there's a TV and film scene there especially with Robert Rodriguez having his studio based out of there. Um, And then, you know, you've got a lot of tech companies there. So you've got a lot of design focused things that go on there. So that it'll be interesting to see how things grow for you guys around there. Yeah, it it really will. You know, and like that that was another, that was another uh, appeal of, of here too, is the, you know, all of the, all of the things that you just mentioned, you know, like, I feel like we have to be really choosy and like what, what our social life looks at, because there's so much stuff to do, you know, like there's mm-hmm. like this talk here or, you know, like this, <laughs> this, in, this in-store record store performance from this person or a show here. And it's just like, it, it's constant, you know, um, we, <laughs> we quickly had to look at our, uh, <laughs> our um inter- entertainment budget and be like whoa okay we've got to be really picky and choosy because there's just constantly stuff to do and yeah. it's and can't it's afford, all can't afford to go to seven shows a week right you know um but yeah there's there's just a ton of a ton of creative uh energy which is which is nice mm-hmm. yeah and that's one th- i mean i've never lived in atlanta but i i've been to atlanta plenty and i you know live two hours from there for quite a while and still go all the time. And I never got quite the same creative energy that I get the impression that Austin has. Well, you know, like it's, it's there in Atlanta, but it's, it's there in a different capacity, you know, like I've kind of found that it's, it's more pockets in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, to where like, I mean, you'll turn a corner and it'll just be like, mural central and just mm-hmm. like some of the most amazing murals you've ever seen and like really cool hip little spots. And, but then, you know, like you'll go a stretch where there's nothing like that. And, you sure. know, like it's, it's just, it's very pocketed. It seems like, and you know, like one, one thing I could never really figure out about Atlanta was, you know, the, the kind of what was like 
the actual creative scene like, you know, like Mm -hmm. for designers, because whenever I moved there, you know, like I I had, I had my design friends that Mm -hmm. lived there, you know, TJ Harley, Brian Steely, Brian Manley, you know, like, but yeah, like we, we would get together, you know, like every so often, but like, there is never just like a kind of get together where there's like a design event happening. And I, I, that's, that's kind of shifted, you know, like now they're doing a Mm -hmm. lot more AIGA events where they're kind of like meetups. And I, I I hope that continues there because, you know, like right, right before we moved, we went to a great one. And, um, I was like, of course we're moving. And this is the vibe that I'm finally starting to do. Yeah. This is what I've been looking for. And now we're leaving. (laughs) Right. But, you know, like I'm, I'm glad that's happening there now because like for the first few years, like it just felt like there was so much talent there and like so many amazing designers and illustrators and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like every man for himself, you know, like some people knew people, but they're, they're never just like events and hangouts. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's happening now. Mobile's, like that, mobile's that way. It's very, Mobile's weird. It's, it's. There's a ton of designers here and there's a couple fairly decent sized agencies that are based out of here. And it's just, everything is so segmented and like the agencies don't interact with, like if you work for an agency, you don't interact with other designers, Like that is highly frowned upon. And it's like, nobody's going to steal or poach your clients. It's, you know, yeah, it, man, you know, I, I, I'd venture to say it's it's like that a lot of places. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it, I think it's that uh, that hashtag agency life that uh, kind of <laughs> breeds that that fear yeah. or something. You know, like I, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of fear and insecurity there, where you know it's going to like they're going to take this from you, or they're, they're going to take this designer from us, and it's just I don't know if if they would only realize that that stuff like that is good for, you know, the, the creative brain and your overall creative, like, yeah. Being like uh, mingling with other people that are outside of the folks that you spend 40, 50 hours a week with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's good to have other influences and, and have a social life and be able to recharge yourself. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been places like that. I, I, I get it. It's, uh, it's silly though in hindsight <laughs> yeah very much so so the, you know, that kind of leads me into talking about community and um with that crop because you know it's it's been five years since your first one and it's you know it, it's grown and evolved quite a bit what from from the beginning how have you seen it since you're on the inside working of it how have you seen it change and how has it changed for you? Um, you know, I've, I've seen it, I've definitely seen it grow over the last five years, despite, um, despite us having a built in ceiling of how it could physically grow as far as attendance. Um, you know, like the, the first couple of years you could tell it was like some, some people just testing the waters, you know, like, Oh, like this, this is this new thing. It's like trying a new restaurant. You're like, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of excited, but kind of apprehensive. Um, so like I've watched it grow to people being more, uh, just like readily accepting of it and, you know, like excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel that's a, 
you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I, I think that's a testament to continuing to put on like a, a solid quality event, which is, which is always our goal. Um, so to, to know that we've hit that, like it's, it's been nice. We're, we're still not quite, you know, I, I still feel like we're kind of the underdogs in the, in the conference creative event world, you know, because we're still not quite like that organic, you know, people will buy a ticket from across the world to come to it and not even know the lineup, you know, like we're, sure. we're, we're not there yet. Um, but you know, like I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping one day people, people will have the faith or the word will continue to, to get out enough that like, you know, uh, we're, we're comparable. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think any creative events are a competition, but you know, I, I, I'm happy with the growth that we've had. Um, I'm happy with the reception that our events, you know, like continually, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, everything seems to move up after an event, like it, whether or not it's like the interactions or the vibe or the energy, you know, like despite the, the population staying the same, it's always, it's always gotten better somehow on mm -hmm. some, on some kind of metric. I don't really know what that metric is, but you know, like this last April, there's just a feeling, you know, like this last April was like easily the most well-received event, you know, like the energy was just so great and the, the compliments and comments and feedback was awesome. Um, but you know, same amount of people we've had the past, you know, like four main events that we've done. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but we're still doing it and we're still excited to do it. Yeah. despite some despite some setbacks and hurdles <laughs> sure well well let's 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 talk about that uh the unfortunate setback and hurdle that l literally just happened to you guys and then we'll uh, uh the yeah <laughs> yeah that one that one was um i i don't know that that one was intense we've you know despite coming off our best uh our best flagship event uh, you know, the, these next two crop events that we've been planning for X amount of months now have just, they've, they've been tough. We've had some curveballs thrown at us, mm -hmm. you know, pop-up prop was supposed to be in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, we'd spent six months planning pop-up crop Atlanta and b because at the time, whenever I thought to do it there, it's whenever you were still, still living there. there. Yeah. Man, I'm just, I just want to wake up, roll out of my own bed and, and drive, you know, like 30 minutes to, to the event. Um, so it seemed like a great idea at the time. And then we moved, but it was like, oh, well, we, we lived there for X amount of time. We've had, we've had a lot of connections there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just proved to be tough, like finding a venue, you know, like I, I guess it's just because it is such a big city, Sure, you know, like any, any venue, like size wise, you know, be damned. Like if they hear you're having an event, it's just like dollar signs, skyrockets sky and dollar. And it's like, Oh man, like this is a pop-up event. This is like 125, 140 people, you know, like yeah. we, we can't pay $15,000 for eight hours. Yeah. You know? And it just, it was just constant little, little things like that to where it's like, man, like we, we've been planning this. We had like a good, uh, a good line work, a good lineup framework set, but we just couldn't get the, the details down. So we had to, you know, we had to look at it, you know, like, okay, do we skip an event after our most successful year? Like that, that, that would feel bad, you know, mm -hmm. like we skipped something. So we, um, 
we we had a good we had a good home base in San Diego of people that were you know that we that we trusted and that were were excited to to work with us there. We had a lot of people come from San Diego to crop this year in April, mm-hmm. and you know told us that like they'd really they'd really love a creative event there. Like their scene is kind of segmented, like what we were talking about. Sure. A lot of great creative there, but not a lot of um, you know gelling of mm-hmm. you know like bringing people together. So that, that seemed like a good idea, you know, so we spent like six or seven months doing Atlanta and then we put together pop-up crop San Diego in two weeks and rebranded it and announced it. And, you know, it's like, that was, that was kind of a, that was kind of a a crazy little hurdle that we, that we encountered. And then the, the bigger one, you know, we, as I think we've discussed, you know, like was our cruise. Sure. You know, we, we'd been planning crop crews for our fifth anniversary in April of 2020 and planning that for like 11 months. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty in, incredible lineup, pretty incredible experience as far as, you know, bringing something different to the creative event world. Um, you know, and we, we'd worked with Carnival. Carnival was initially going to be our, our cruise uh, our cruise line of choice. Mm-hmm. And then they got in some hot water about dumping waste into the ocean or yeah. something. And we, uh, one, we couldn't be associated with that. And two, uh, there, you know, some kind of legal, legal potential for them to be docked for a year, yeah. which that cal that calendar year would have included our events. So after working with them for X amount of months, we completely switched in May and started working with Norwegian cruise lines mm-hmm. who, uh, were incredible. And we had a really great deal in place, you know, like the cruise stuff is all inclusive. I've never been on one, but I've done, I've done so much research that, sure. you know, like I, I could, I could, people, people would be like, they wouldn't believe that I've never been on one because I know such a, know so much about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'd put together like an all inclusive package and we're super excited, you know, like probably my favorite branding package that uh we were done for a crop event um our, our mutual buddy trey ingram you know did some illustration work and like i just loved everything about it like and then um dorian hits the bahamas which was our destination yeah mother nature's and, a bitch <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh yeah we we you know we specifically planned it in spring which because spring is not hurricane season right um but you know, fall still is, and I, I I can't remember the last time a hurricane hit Bahamas, but it's been a this while. Year it did, yeah. You know, this this year it did, and it it really kind of devastated the areas where you know it didn't devastate the tourist areas, which is great because those tourist dollars will help rebuild as well. Sure, but you know it it really kind of displaced and you know like ravaged like where like the actual Bahamas inhabitants live, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, and that happened right on the cusp of our, of our big marketing and promotion months, you know, like we were like literally the week before we had put all the finishing touches on, you know, ads and, you know, like social posts and this and that, and we were about to roll it out. But, after looking at that, you know, like there's just no way like we could in good conscience be like, Hey, come party with us in the Bahamas after. Yeah. It seems really insensitive and right. And, and you know, even though the 
tourist areas weren't decimated like some of the main islands were, it they still got hit pretty well. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the peak experience. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be the peak experience for people. And, you know, like the the insensitivity thing, you know, like we 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 know, you know, it, you know what hurricanes can yeah. do. Like you're you're on the Gulf Coast as well. You know, it's like we lived through so many hurricanes and, you know, it, it's pretty gnarly, the, the damage that's done. And it mm-hmm. takes a while to, to rebuild. And, you know, like you, you still feel ripples from that, you know, like months and months after. So, you know, we, we just couldn't. I don't know. It just, it felt really sleazy for us to continue being like, Hey, like come to the Bahamas. This area is okay. Like there's just like, that's not a, it, it, it felt, I feel weird even, you know, like, yeah, saying yeah, it. no, I, I completely understand. I, I mean, if I was in that situation, I probably would have done the same thing. So I, I get it. So it was a tough decision, but it felt like the right one, you know, yeah. we, we had really, we we're we're lucky to have a really awesome community that was like super understanding and not so much understanding as like they were like supportive of the decision mm-hmm. you know so that that was good to hear as well yeah so with with that huge kind of hit changing what is that what what do you do with that other than just canceling it what do you do with that cuz you had a lineup booked and Mm-hmm. all that stuff and you you had maybe not a ton of money at this point but i'm sure you had money invested at this point how do you mm-hmm. how do you shift how do you pivot to make something out of the ashes <laughs> right you know uh so we we had to make that tough decision the, the week of the week that dorian hit um but also, you know, like our, we had a lot of people that were one excited about the cruise, but they were excited about, you know, the, the spring event that we have in mm-hmm. general, you know, so we, we did already have the lineup booked for that time frame. Um, people had already taken off, you know, like we had a handful of people that had signed up for the cruise, you know, like just like on the spot, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is pretty amazing. But, um, you know, we, we still felt an obligation to produce an event, you know, it, it, it's our fifth anniversary. Um, and we, you know, we had to ask ourselves like, okay, do we want to skip or do we want to put it later in the fall? And, you know, like, but there's a momentum that happens with events, you know, like if, Mm -hmm. if you, if you skip too long, you know, or if you go too long without something like we're just, we're very, distracted people humans you yeah, know yeah. We, we, we can quickly move on to the next thing and yeah you know forget about this band or that actor like if they haven't done a movie in a while or something you know and i feel similarly in like the the event space you know um we we've still felt an obligation to produce on so we kind of hit the ground running and uh you know use some of our uh, resources and connections here in Austin to um, procure a venue. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we we wanted to make sure that we could get a venue that happened, that happened to be available at the same time that the cruise was going to happen because all of our lineup was already uh, committed. Sure. So 
that that was our first step. And then, you know, I, I began reaching out to our lineup who was also really understanding and supportive. Um, and you know, they're, they're all still, uh, it's an unfortunate, unfortunate phrase, but like they're all still on board. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the best, it's, it's the best phrase to, to use for it despite the pun. Sure. Um, you know, but they were all like, yeah, that's, that's totally the right move. And of course we'll come to Austin. You don't have to twist our arms to go to Austin. So yeah, um, I didn't figure that part would be a hard sell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like we're, we're kind of, we're, we're still on track, you know, um, I, I've got to rebrand the thing here in the next, uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, however soon I can pull another, uh, branding identity for the conference out of my hat. But, um, no pressure. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it was again like like Atlanta to San Diego, you know, the cruise to Austin. It was a, a quick pivot, but I, I think that's one that's one you know thing that the experience of the last five years has given us is the ability to kind of you know be quick on our feet whenever hurdles arise. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so we'll we'll be celebrating our fifth year um in austin in april with uh with our same lineup and probably probably more now because we've actually got we you know the, the cruise had to be the way the programming went on the cruise um you know we it, it couldn't be a huge lineup sure you've um, got to work because, around the events that are going on on the cruise and all that stuff too yeah right so i, I think now this will give us even a little bit more flexibility for you know um, additional programming and mm-hmm. whatnot and you know, I think we're still going to do a cruise eventually because now that we, now that we know exactly how to do one, <laughs> you know, like I, I could, I could plan and produce one and, you know, like no time now. Sure. Um, so like, I, I think, I think we're, we're still, we're still going to, you know, I'm, we're not so much saying it's canceled as it's postponed, you know, like there, there will probably, probably be a crop cruise in the future for sure. Um, but for now, we're we're focused on our events here on on land, and uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Well, see now, once you get a crop cruise done, you're going to have to do like land, sea, and air, and figure out how to do like just a flying cruise, like rent out a seven forty seven and <laughs> do that, and you know that way you get all the major ancient elements. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you do with fire. I guess you do crop burning man. <laughs> crop burning man would be interesting. I think burning man just happened. I feel like my, I feel like my Instagram. Yeah, it, it did just happen. I, my Instagram was flooded with it as well. And oh. it just reinforced the, I am too old to go to burning man feeling. <laughs> I, I felt that way too. I, I, I look, I, you know, I still don't even know what it is. Like I don't I, either. I, I know it. Is it a festival? Like, is it, there music or is it just weird sculptures in the desert? I think it's a little, little bit of everything. Um, I, I saw a picture of a bunch of dust storms that happened, so that didn't look fun to me. Um, yeah. It was one of those like, okay, first, where do you shower during that entire time? Because you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And there's not really any facilities around it. I just saw porta potties lined up. I was like, eh, "Yeah, no, I'm just too old for that." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm too old for music festivals. Sometimes, man, like I can go for like a half day of a three day music festival, but yeah, I, I don't know how those festival people do it. I don't either. Just, like, 
I don't know. So amped up to go and be stuck with however many thousand people for three days and or the people yeah. that like follow fish around and when fish are doing like three shows in a city and they go to all three shows, it's like, I just, I don't yeah. get it. No offense, TJ. I, I can, <laughs> yeah, no, no offense, TJ. Uh, I'm actually a pretty big fish fan myself. Uh, I like so fish. I, mean, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I think, I think fish is a little different though, because like those three nights would be completely different. Um, they're, I don't know. They're, they're, okay. they're a crazy little band, but, uh, I, 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 I still couldn't commit to three nights of anything just because, I mean, it could be as different as, as it wants to be. I'm, I'm still the same and I couldn't hang. Yeah. That, that's, that's the bigger issue for me. Yeah. So I like my sleep. <laughs> so, so let, let's real quickly since, uh, since we're talking about kind of let's run through the lineup for, well, let's do crop San Diego since that's coming up in about a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a month and a half out from, um, from pop-up crop San Diego. Um, have you, have you been to San Diego? I have never been. I, it's on my bucket list. I want to go see the aquarium. It'd be a, it'd be a good time to go November 9th. <laughs> you know, I re- I would love to. However, I'm gonna be emceeing another conference. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I forgot about that, dude. Like, it's crazy. There are three conferences on that day. I know it's so weird. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. I guess like the the fall is just slim pickings for dates. But uh, yeah, uh, San Diego is gonna be rad. We've got. Um, uh, who we've already talked about here for a minute, uh, our buddy Brian Steely from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's coming out. Uh, Roxy from Pander and mm-hmm. Drunk on Lettering and Ladies Who Paint. Mm-hmm. Um, super excited about about that one because they they've been doing this Ladies Who Paint initiative, um, and our venue just so happens to be right where all of their murals. Oh, are awesome! Be. Yeah. That's great. So, like whenever Roxy, Roxy and I were talking about it, you know, she was like, Oh, that's like right by all of our murals and they'll all be completed by then. So you'll be hanging so, out with Roxy that weekend. I'll be hanging out with Phoebe that weekend. Yeah, yeah, coast <laughs> to coast. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, like, I think we're going to be able to do like a mural walk. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think Roxy is going to, going to talk a good bit about what, what they've learned and been through with ladies who paint mm-hmm. and then being able to like, bring everybody to them is going to be really rad, especially since it's right there. Um, we've got, uh, uh, Cisco Reyes jr. Uh, AKA never made. Um, oh, okay. Now I know who that is. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. Um, he, you know, his story is just, his story is pretty fantastic. Um, and he's, he's really built a, built a name for himself and just like an amazing body of work. And, you know, standing out in LA is mm-hmm. that, that's, that's something, you know, that, that city's intense and crazy, but, um, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be there with us. Um, my buddy food straighter or, uh, Michael Fugoso. I think more people know him as food straighter though. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's in San Diego. He's been, uh, he's been super helpful with, uh, with everything planning wise. And, um, he did a workshop at crop this past year and he's going to do a keynote this year. Um, it's in San Diego. Um, Lauren Griffin, uh, she's, um, 
a designer out of Los Angeles as well. Um, she's got a really, really rad style. She's going to be doing a live session, kind of like talking to people through her process while building something on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would be a little too nervous to do that, but, uh, yeah, she seems that's braver than I am. I'm sure she's going to crush it. Um, industry print shop will of course be there. Um, we do a, we do a poster, a live printing thing called uh, there will be bleed each, mm-hmm. uh, each year. And this year, uh, never made is going to be designing the the print and industry is going to be there talking about screen printing and pulling it live for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got, uh, Josh Higgins, uh, who is, uh, executive creative director at Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to, he used to work with, uh, president Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's got a really rad story as well. And, uh, just probably one of the nicest guys I've ever talked to. You know, cause I talk to a lot of these people in planning and like yeah. some people like they, they just don't know you from anybody. Sure. And you know, like he was just immediately like, so like warm and friendly and, uh, yeah. So super excited about that. And then we've got, uh, James, James, Sue and Kat emceeing that day. Oh, uh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, San Diego is going to be great. And it, yeah, it'll, it'll be here in a month and a half. So like it's coming up quick. Um, I've got to. So if you haven't already go buy your tickets, book the flight. Totally. Yeah. Book the flight. Or if you're local to California, you're looking for something to do, go check it out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pop-up crop San Diego. Yeah. um, the cruise is, uh, and the, the, the cruise that has been switched to Austin, um, we, we wanted to bring back some old faces and some new faces since it's mm-hmm. our, our fifth anniversary, kind of like a, a bringing back of everyone. So, you know, we're, we're bringing back, uh, everybody's, everybody's, uh, favorite, uh, Aaron Draplin, um, bring back Amy and Jen Hood, uh, Scotty Russell, mm-hmm. um, we're also bringing on some new folks, um, Rob Jenneret, uh, Say Adams. Say is an amazing um, artist out of Brooklyn. He used to be the creative director at Def Jam Records. Oh, really? It's like we worked, worked with the Beastie Boys, um, Run DMC, Jay Z. I mean, like he's just like he's got like this amazing. Um, I don't know, just like this amazing work history, and and mm-hmm. now he does like these these crazy murals and. Um, yeah, he's 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 gonna be he's gonna be an awesome addition to the lineup. Um, bringing in Meg Lewis, uh, who's just incredibly talented. Um, I love Meg. She's so fun and goofy. She she is. You know, like she's just like I don't know. Like I, I've I've only met her in person once, but I I could feed off of her energy. She was yeah. she was awesome. Yeah. Um, we're bringing in uh we're bringing in uh Clark and Brittany from Hellcats. Awesome. Uh, so in addition to, in addition to their talk, I'm, I'm sure people are going to get to go broke at their merch table. Yeah. I was uh, about to say their, their merch setup. So ridiculous, but, um, we're going them. We've got, uh, my, my friend Brooke from good type. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming in. Uh, we've got, um, Paige Mikoski who is a fashion designer uh, she, she runs a, a store a brand called aviator nation, hmm. which is kind of, kind of blowing up. It's got like this really great, like Southern California inspired, um, uh, like retro feel. Oh, awesome. Um, 
Yeah, uh, they've got a really awesome flagship store here in Austin. They just went out to California to open a couple. They're prepping the Hawaii store right now. So, um, you know, hearing that perspective of, you know, from a different kind of designer and who's built like a brand. Sure. I'm super excited to hear that, to hear that journey. And then, of course, we've got... um, Brian Manley, who's hosting, and he got a he got a shark tattoo that was for the cruise, yeah. And uh, he's like, I got this damn shark on me now forever. And I was like, well, well, well even if, even if it's just a buddy thing, we'll, we'll go on a cruise together or something. Like you, you won't have gotten that in vain. Yeah, he's a, um, now he's got a good story. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he, he's it, it, it'll just you know it'll just blend in with the with the dozens of others that he has. Yeah, I was about to say. But, um, yeah, so that, that'll be in Austin in, uh, April of 2020. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be adding more to that as we, as we go on now too. So, awesome. um, be exciting to, to grow that lineup a little bit. Very cool. Well, kind of shifting gears here. I want to talk about, you know, how you're generating work and how you're finding work. Cause I know, uh, last time when we talked, Talk, actually, when we talked to Creative South this past year, you know, one of the deals you got was you just made something for fun, a um, little kind of sticker of a tape, and then, you know, ended up getting work from that. So how how is – tell the story behind that, and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah. Uh, if if you, anybody's ever been to my merch table, they'll see uh, – <laughs> one, they'll see a lot of USA stuff. Mm-hmm. And probably think I'm the most patriotic person <laughs> on earth. And I'm, I'm not unpatriotic by any means, but I'm definitely, you know, like I don't have eagles or flags up in like my office or anything. Uh, like USA is just a very fun, it's a fun little character set to work with. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, I've got a lot of USA stuff. And then two, I've got a lot of uh, kind of retro-y cassette sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I just grew up on cassettes and mixtapes and Walkmans. Uh, so I've, I've always, I've always liked them, you know, like the more and more I got in design, the more I kind of like noticed, uh, the, I don't know, the, the, the cool design that a cassette has, you sure. know, like it's, it's very symmetrical. It's got these interesting pieces and in places. So, um, I'd started drawing, uh, drawing uh, I, I started vectoring them out in illustrator um and you know like the, the first one the first ones i did it was a cassette shaped into a heart and made a sticker mm-hmm. series out of that that had a vhs and a vinyl and an old school nintendo vibe um but then like i just kind of kept drawing them you know like i made a i made a circular one a triangular cassette i made a mm-hmm. square cassette I don't know. It's just the dumb little things you do while, while your computer's on your lap and you're watching, you know, <laughs> Stranger some, things some on movie. Netflix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'd drawn a square one, uh, for, for something that ended up fizzling and I was like, well, I really like this square one. So I'm, I'm going to finish it out. And, um, you know, I finished it out and just posted it, hashtagged it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, all that silly stuff. And, you know, somebody saw it, you know, like across the country and that they, they too liked cassettes and retro stuff. And they started going through my feed and, um, you know, looking at branding projects and this and that. And turns out they were starting a brewery Mm -hmm. and from me drawing a dumb little cassette 
you know, like it caught somebody's eye that was like starting this business. And, you know, it was really weird how that, how that worked. Um, and I, I got, you know, I got an opportunity, my first opportunity, actually, I'm really thankful for them trusting me mm-hmm. to, um, to do some beer branding, which is something, you know, I feel like maybe, maybe you and I have talked about that before. Like it's always been one of those yeah, realms of design. bucket list item. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got to do that from drawing a little square abstract cassette and, um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. It was really, really strange how the, you know, despite all of social media is, uh, whatever, <laughs> it's it still got some cool, some cool aspects to it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's nice because you correct me wrong. You got to do, I mean, you weren't just designing beer labels. You did like tap handles and a lot of the interior graphics and you, you kind of did a full package for them. Right. Well, you know, it, it started off with, uh, it started off with just, just the identity system mm-hmm. and then, and then, um, can designs, which the can designs are, I, I think they're really, really awesome. They're, they're super minimal, but like, I've never seen anything like them. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, basically I was going to, you know, you don't have to twist my arm to go to a, to a craft beer store. Yeah, me either. But, <laughs> you know, like one, the, 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 the beer is great, you know, for the most part, but two, like the, the artwork is just incredible. I, I could just stand there and look at, you know, look at beer can designs all day. Um, so like the idea for, for the cans, and if you go to like my site or my Instagram, you'll probably be able to see them. Um, they're just really minimal, but like the idea was to like get them to stand off of the shelf. And, you know, luckily, you know, they, they had that vision as well. Like they were the actual ones that wanted to pursue a a really minimal thing, which is great because, you know, a lot of times people just like, we're new, we got to have our name in front of, you know, people. So they knew who, who we are but they just kind of fell in love with the mark so much, uh, which is, you know, it doesn't say their name, but it's a really, uh, I'm really proud of how the mark came out, mm-hmm. but they fell in love with it. And they're like, we, we want to f- focus on that. Like it, like we think just people seeing it and seeing the bold colors is going to be enough for them to pick it up. And then they'll learn our name from there, mm-hmm. which is just like so far removed from like how like a, a usual client, <laughs> yeah. thinks, you know, especially getting, getting into a very crowded marketplace, you know? Like, sure. Um, so that was super refreshing. Um, and yeah, like they, they've been awesome tap handles. Uh, that was, a, that was a, a, a first for me as well. Um, but a really fun space to, to think in and create in mm-hmm. and, um, interior stuff hasn't happened yet because they're, um, they're getting the brewery built out right now. Right. Right. So, uh, hopefully that'll happen soon. I've seen some renders, um, kind of hoping to, to squeeze a trip into Portland. Um, it's a pretty fun place to be, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, a, a research trip. To, <laughs> you know, try, I, try the product out. Uh, I, I love yeah, how you do the air quotes on an audio medium. <laughs> I, I do air quotes all the, like even, even in like client, like phone meetings, I do air quotes a lot. Oh, I do too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I, we, we've talked about social media before of, you know, how it's this love hate relationship, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, we feel kind of obligated to do it, but you know, for people who haven't been able to listen in on those conversations, kind of share your feelings on it. 
Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I wrote, uh, I wrote a medium article last summer, mm-hmm. uh, whenever, whenever it seemed like the thing to do is to write a medium article. Sure. Um, but you know, like I, I, I get, I get a lot of, uh, you know, DMS from like young designer, like old designers that are just new, like just people that are new to the game and they, you know, they, they only see, you know, like they're only seeing the best of the best on social media mm-hmm. and, you know, like the, the whole, you know, impetus for the article was that, you know, social media metrics, like don't define you, you know, like that, that stuff doesn't really matter. Like it, it's great. It give, it might give you some clout mm-hmm. with, you know, um, with potential clients or whatnot, but like, a lot of times, like it, it feels like it almost kind of like discourages younger, newer designers because, you know, if their following isn't this or this post didn't get this many likes, you know, like it, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up that way. Like, like I'm, I'm this weird generation that knows what it was like. You are, you, you are too, you know, like, you know what it was like before social media, mm-hmm. you know, but like people growing up now, this is all they've ever known, you know, like, yeah. It, it, it's really, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting, but you know, design wise, like, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like I only, only show the kind of stuff that like I, <laughs> that I'm proud of. Like I don't show like the brochures and like things that like, <laughs> I, I, I actually like doing stuff like that, you know, because like yeah. I'm a huge InDesign junkie. Um, so like I, I love layout, but you know, but it's not the sexy know. stuff. So it's, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's like the, the idea is to, you know, like let, just kind of like let people know that like that, that stuff is, you know, it's, it's not a defining, you know, metric of your worth, you know, like you you can still be a great designer and not have 80,000 followers, you know, and like the coolest projects for like the hippest brands, you know, like it's just, we're, we're all, we're all still, you know, doing that, that best life stuff, which social media is like a, a magnet for. Yeah. Um, and you know, like just, uh, a, a big part of it. I, I made a, I made a little poster set with, um, uh, a buddy down in, uh, I think it's Pensacola, fresh impression letterpress. Mm-hmm. He did the badges for creative South and, and crop last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something that came out of that, uh, that, that little, uh, article was make shit till you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I, I absolutely cannot stand the fake it till you make it phrase. No, I can't. Either. Um, or, or, or just like the, the mindset, you know, like, I feel like that's disingenuous. I I, <laughs> disingenuous. It, it, it skews me out. Like it, it seems so, I don't know. I've, I've watched people, I've been in meetings where like, you know, that's happening. Uh, I, I just, I don't like it. I, I could go on, but I won't. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, so my, my thing was make shit till you make it. And, you know, like even even dumb little cassettes while watching Stranger Things that turn into a beer branding project, like just just put things out. You know, they don't have to be for the biggest, best client. You know, like you just never know what's going to happen because of it. Mm-hmm. And like, don't be afraid to put those things out um, because it wasn't for, you know, I don't know. Target. <laughs> Filson or Target or, yeah. you know, like, um and like that, I feel like that helps you grow. And it, it's also synonymous with the, you know, putting out the kind of work that you want to get, you know, like if you've never done a beer thing before, we've all heard it, like make a fake beer label and put those out. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like make, make things till, 
you know, till stuff happens. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, like you're, you're still getting practice, you, you know, you're still practicing and exercising. Um, but yeah, the whole, I don't know. The, the whole faking it thing is so silly to me and really transparent. Well, yeah, and, a lot of and social media numbers are not an indicator of success. I like, I know, like I talked to Adam Grayson about this is he's got a huge Instagram following. Like I think it's a hundred thousand plus and he still struggles to find work. It, it doesn't just because you have a big following doesn't mean you're going to get work. And oh, no. You know, chasing that like feeling is, you know, it's, it's like a drug. It's, it's never going to feel. It, it, it is like it's it, never going to feel as like, good as you hope it does. Yeah, it's it's that whole <laughs> there's a South Park uh, like chasing the dragon thing. But like that's that's very much. Uh, yeah, that's very much what social media has has become. You know, like I love it for the social aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I love it for the people that it's connected me to. You know, um, Jason Craig's one of my closest friends. And honestly, if it wasn't for Instagram, I don't know if I would know that guy. Right. You know, um, and just like c- connections that like, you know, like through the social aspect is great, but it's kind of unfortunate how crippling it can be, you know, for people like just, you know, like now, you know, like now young kids are just designing for likes you know like they're mm-hmm. hopping on trends and like it's almost like you know like exercising the wrong way to where like you're yeah you know like you're, you're doing the work but it's not building your muscles up the right way mm-hmm. um and i say this as a guy who, who doesn't do any of that uh i don't either so i i, I can i can ride a bike you know but uh it's it, it's like training yourself the wrong way because your your focus and your goal is you know, I, I won't say it's wrong. If if your goal is to get big on social media, then I mean, sure. Like, I, I guess that's not wrong, but you know, I, I feel like it's responsible for a wave of, you know, just the, the shooting for the shooting for the wrong thing, yeah, you know, like yeah. something that's bleeding and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a crazy world. So I, I mean, for validation in the wrong method. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Aiming for validation is, is pretty, pretty spot on. You know, I've, I've kind of backed off on it, you know, like ever since iOS and I'm sure other, uh, other phone operating systems have it too. But like whenever you realize how much time you spend on there, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like, Oh shit. Like I, I spent an hour and 45 minutes just mindlessly scrolling and double tapping and, yeah, you know, it's like I set a limit, uh, on, on my phone and, and then it yells I, I at you to, and you feel worse about it. But you know, like it's, it's good because like, I feel like my usage has dropped, you know, like I, I don't post quite as frequently as, mm-hmm. as I used to. And it, it honestly feels good. Um, you yeah, know, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Uh, the, the first couple of weeks of my phone giving me a guilt trip were not fun, but now it's, now that I've put it on there and I've gotten used to it, um, I very rarely do I get that notification of, you know, you're coming up on your time limit and you know, things like that anymore. So it, it, yeah. it's helped a lot. No, totally. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to try it out or not, but like I, I kind of want to put a, a challenge out there um, to like check your time usage. And if you're spending two hours a day on social media of any kind, Mm-hmm. You know, like 
devote that two hours to something you want to get better at. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you, if you play guitar for two hours a day or, you know, ride your bike for two hours or practice a, a, a branding project for two hours, but spend two more you know, hours with your kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like some, something more meaningful and, you know, like, like, you know, forward moving than just, uh, I don't know, you know, cause I, I feel like I also get a lot of people that, you know, that want to, that want to move forward and advance and progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what are you doing out, outside of the bare minimum for that? Yeah. You know, like, did you just post a, a bunch of dumb, <laughs> bunch of dumb memes to your stories? Like how, how long did it take you to go through all that and, and find the, you know, like, <laughs> what if you had a pencil in your hand that for all that time, you know, sure. or like, Oh, if like you want to lay around and, you know, like play video games, like that's fine. I told you I played Zelda all night last night, that, yeah. but like, that's what I wanted to do. But you know, like I know if I want to get better at things, like it's, it's sacrificing other things that maybe aren't quite so meaningful and, you know, being, being funny or validated on Instagram, you know, isn't really, isn't really my, my focus. Like I want to get better at what I do, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm 37 years old and, there are young kids all around me that can design circles. So like, I know if I don't keep moving, you know, like yeah, if, if I don't keep improving, they're, they're going to pass me up. And, uh, Oh no, I feel that same way every day, which is part of the reason this- I also don't go on social media as much as, you know, there was that comparison monster that was going on and it was like, oh, why are they so yeah. much better at, at, at 25 than I am at, you know, in my mid forties, it's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, no, it is. It's crazy. But I also think there's a lot, you know, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because there's so much more accessibility now, you know, like you can, you can open up sites like Pinterest and dribble and, you know, Instagram. It's mm-hmm. just like inspiration overload and information overload to where, you know, I feel like it's funny every now and then I'll, I'll run across an old hard drive and, plug it in and cross my fingers that it works and you know i'll i'll find like old folders from like college or mm-hmm. you know just like the beginning jobs that i had and it's like a rudimentary pinterest board but i would have like uh folders of like stuff that i like and it, would, it would be labeled stuff i like or <laughs> cool posters um to date myself and, i would have to go out and find some jazz drives and some zip drives to uh oh, yeah. find all the stuff i did from college um and I'm just not I, that motivated. <laughs> I, man, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of, uh, I think they're either zip or jazz. W- weren't they the same company? Zip they were the same company. Like, zip was like, it held up to, I don't remember how like much eight, it held. Eight, eight, eight megabytes or something. Like I think it was, I think it was like 50 megabytes and then yeah. jazz would hold up to like 500 yeah, Megabytes. I remember jazz being like the, the the new hotness back in the day. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I've I've got a couple of those things laying around, and I, I've still got the computer that I designed them on, but I don't have the little external uh, drive anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, I have no idea what what's on those uh, what's on those zip disk or jazz disks. But yeah, I don't either. Well, I've well, got mine sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll order I'll order one on eBay one day and just to, <laughs> just to see what's on there. 
embarrass myself. Uh, I know how bad a lot of my stuff was that was on there. I don't feel the need to punish myself more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's funny, like trying to, you know, I've tried, you know, like it's pretty futile, but you know, I've tried to start projects before too, just from scratch Mm -hmm. and you just get, you get comfortable, man. Like you get used to that, that research and there's nothing wrong with research, but you know, like, Mm -hmm. You get used to going to those inspiration sites and finding something. I think it's kind of responsible for the, uh, I don't want to say anything bad about the state of design, but like it, it'd be pretty tough to not say that a lot of things are starting to look similar these days. The, sa- the sameness of design. The, the, the sameness of design is, is yeah. very real. And I, I get it, you know, like I, I understand like wanting to try out a style, you know, it's the same thing as like hearing a, you know, hearing a cool guitar part in a song. Like, I want to learn that. Like, I want to do that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like a recipe, you know, like I want to try that recipe, mm-hmm. you know, but there, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of sameness, uh, in the past few years. And I, I can't help but to think maybe it's the accessibility we have and the, the, that chasing for being like others instead of trying to be ourselves and it's a, uh, I don't know, sound like an old man. Yeah. All your, long, all your young listeners are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> hey, I know the feeling and I'm older than you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, we're getting kind of close to our time. So I want to throw some rapid fire questions out there for you. Um, specifically about food. Um, mm, okay. so what, what's kind of like your earliest food memory? What's like the first you know, either good or bad experience you remember with food. The first good or bad experience with food. Um, I don't, man, that's a tough one. I feel like, I feel like I've answered this question before and I can't really, can't really pinpoint what, what I might've said. (laughs) Um, wow. Uh, I think I, you know, it, it sounds really unhealthy, but like, I, I think, I think for kids, there's something very exciting about, uh, happy meals mm-hmm. at McDonald's. Uh, I, I can, I feel like that that's, you know, firing some kind of, uh, memory synapse or something, but, mm. uh, Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe McDonald's maybe it's because of the toys that came with it or something not not necessarily the food it's not like oh my god this is the best this is the best cheeseburger I've ever had in my life let me get it five stars but yeah I, I think I think the the experience of like opening like a cool box and you know like having something inside and yeah sure some mediocre food but uh, yeah that's not a very exciting answer but as as a kid you know what, what can you do sure. Um, what's kind of like your go-to comfort food? You've had a crap day and you just want to veg out in front of Zelda and, and scarf something down. What do you, what's your go-to? Um, I feel like it kind of, it kind of varies. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big burger guy. Mm -hmm, Me too. Uh, I, I love, you know, I don't know sometimes I'm in the mood for like something really kind of like gourmet and boutique and silly with a bunch of, you know, fancy stuff. And then there's just like a classic, uh, you know, like very simple burger that, that I, that I like. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like making them at home, you know, mm-hmm. making them at home is, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll do burger nights and that's, that's kind of like a nice, just like easy going. Um, glad we did this kind of, kind of cooking night. So yeah, very, very, very hard to go wrong with a burger unless you just overcook yeah. the hell out of it. Right. So, um, and then lastly, what is, what's the, what's your death row meal? Like it's the last thing you can ever eat. What are you going for? Man, I feel like it. I feel like I've answered this one too. I know I answered Scotty Russell's uh, death row pizza question. What kind of pizza would you, <laughs> would you have on death row? Um, oh man, that is really tough because I'm trying to think of restaurants uh, that I like. Or um, I, I would say probably uh, some kind of Brazilian steakhouse scenario. So where, all the meats. Right. But just keep my card on green so I could stay alive as long as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of flipping it over to red and and stopping because you're full. I like that Um, idea. Yeah. So I I don't have to go with that. Awesome. Um, Real quickly, where now that we've talked about social media for a while, where can people find you online? (laughs) Um, uh, You can find me uh, on Instagram at stay gray pony boy. Uh, you can find crop at crop cons. And then, um, I just redid my site uh, a month or so ago. So you can go to stay mm-hmm. and check out some of my work. Um, you can go to popupcrop.com if you want to come to San Diego with us and cropcons.com If you want to check out our fifth anniversary next April. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. It was great catching up. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was fun. All right, go ahead and break some bread. (laughs) Yeah, will do. You can find out more about Matt on Instagram at StayCravePonyBoy. And be sure to check out the links for more with... You can find out more about Matt on Instagram at StayGrayPonyBoy. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with him. I hope you liked this episode of Feasting on Design. Let me know what you think of it. And if you like it, leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit FeastingOnDesign.com to catch up on the archives of the Creative South podcast. Get some cool swag like t-shirts and stickers that are on sale right now for 50% off with free shipping on orders over $25 when you use the code free shipping, all one word. Plus, you can keep up with the podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Feast on Design and I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter and Instagram or you can find out more about me on my website IllusDesign.com. Design.com